I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun who plays basketball. Come to my smart house. Keep my alien sister, don't come hungry because I'll bet my mom can't cook. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mom Can't Cook, a decom podcast. I'm Luke Westaway, one of your hosts. What? No, I'm Luke Westaway, one of the hosts. Why have you stolen my identity? Ah, that didn't really happen. Did you believe me? You I idiot, did believe you, you stupid clown. Oh, didn't believe that I was no. Luke. I'm actually Andy. Oh, I host. couldn't be more of a clown right now. Stupid clown, you make me sick. <laughs> fell for it. Anyway, welcome to our fun podcast about <laughs> Disney Channel original movies. Hi. This week Hi. we're talking about A Ring of Endless Light Hooray! because Luke insisted. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know how you felt, Andy, but when I watched Bad. A Ring of Endless Light, I did a big sigh of relief and thought, oh, good, I'm vindicated. It's great. Okay. Is that how you felt? That's not how I felt. I thought, oh, God, <laughs> this is going to be the worst episode ever. This is the most boring film I've ever seen. John, what, really? Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> what? You didn't like it? No, it was bad. No, 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 no. No, I'll grant you, at the end, it does swerve into deeply religious territory for quite a long time. It's got, like, the worst, most terrible last ten minutes of any decom. And that's saying something. Yeah, that is saying something. Yes, okay. The last ten minutes left me feeling a bit deflated, but until that point, I have to say, I was buzzing. I can't wait to talk about this one. I loved it. Well, you can do most of the talking then. I'm going to be on my phone. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I'll kick us off. So, A Ring of Endless Light. This decom is based on a great literary work, a bit like Motocross. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and when I say a great literary work, I mean a book I've not read mm. by Madeline Lengel. Longel? I'm not sure how it's long. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but uh, she's most famous, I think, for writing *A Wrinkle in Time*. Sure. Um, and she was a very, very prolific writer who did a lot of uh, young adult fiction, often with a kind of fantastical or sci-fi twist, mm. and usually shot through with a message of Christianity, at least based on. Uh, what I've read on Wikipedia uh, that, you know, that kind of aligned with her own faith. So, A Ring of Endless Light is directed. Andy, did you notice who it was directed by? Mr. Old Man Beeman himself. Greg Beeman, director of Brink and Under Wraps. I so, know. I'll give you one chance to apologise for your earlier remarks. I'll give this I'll, I'll give this movie one chance to have an extreme sports montage in it. <laughs> it has a lot of bits with dolphins doing flips. That's not extreme. <laughs> okay, fine. So I think the thing is with Ring of Endless Light that you need to understand, listener, is that until it has a different sort of vibe to the to the decoms that we've talked about thus far. It's a lot more... In that it's not any fun. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. It's a, it's um, a sort of painfully earnest yes. film in which one thing happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Okay, here's my attempt to describe the vibe of this film. This is like the film version of a plastic woven friendship bracelet <laughs> with a little holographic dolphin on it. Do you know what I do you know what I mean? Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's you know, this film came out in the early noughties, but like it has such nineties dolphin Claire's accessory vibes. It's like Yeah, it's like, like if Claire's accessories got into the movie business. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, adapt exactly. our shop into a film. Into a film, yeah. It's like 
it's always panpipes. It's it's a sort of young adult romance story where a girl is fancied by two boys mm. and can't choose between them. Yeah. Uh, and also, she's able to magically telepathically communicate with dolphins because she's so awesome and special. Yeah. It. I, I don't. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm just eating this up. I like. That's that's the kind of thing I like. It turns out. Okay, well, to to me, this uh, is this movie is a sort of adaptation of like the worst childhood holiday you ever went on, where you oh were God. you were sat in a house while it rained all day, <laughs> and you didn't have any friends, and your granddad <laughs> kept trying to like read you poetry, <laughs> your own poetry. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into it. Here, Disney certainly thought you would want to watch it. And here's the proof. It's their promo for A Ring of Endless Light. An ordinary girl discovers an extraordinary gift. What just happened? I told him to do a flip. You communicated telepathically, didn't you? They're called walls of death, and they end up catching dolphins, even though the fishermen don't want them. So what's the problem? They can just throw them back. They're dead by then. The drift net. It's got Enid. Misha Barton and Ryan Merriman star in A Ring of Endless Light, Saturday at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. So this ma- movie made me realise something, Andy, and that's that I love sexually dolphins. attracted to dolphins. <laughs> well, no, hang on. I said something subtly but importantly different. <laughs> okay, repeat your, what you said. I said I love dolphins. That's what I said. <laughs> no! You said something subtly but importantly different. <laughs> okay, well, continue. This movie made me realise that I actually love dolphins, and I don't think I could ever admit it to myself before. You know, I, always, I always thought that I quite liked dolphins. I thought they were cool. And then I watched <laughs> this film, and I, I, I don't like dolphins anymore. Now you're going to attach a drift net to your car. <laughs> In Honestly, this film made my opinion of dolphins go down. <laughs> so, right. Right, let's kick let's let's get it let's get through it because Andy needs Andy needs to get this one behind him. Uh-huh. Okay. So a ring of endless light, it begins strongly, uh, and because <laughs> what? because it begin it begins underwater with a mermaid, like thirteenth year. Yeah, like a, fun, 13th year. like a fun thirteenth year movie. Yeah. So it begins with a we're under we're underwater and a mermaid is swimming around. The panpipes are already going absolutely yep. bonkers. Misha Barton um, is has a tail and is wearing a seashell bra. Yes. Um, it looks like a sort of nineties infomercial for like a panpipe mood CD. <laughs> oh my that's the whole film. That's the film's that's, vibe, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's like it's like a it's like a nineties spa soundtrack mm. came to life. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but, fell into the camera there are nets um and she swims into one for some reason despite being a human who understands what nets are <laughs> also it's like you're in the ocean swim around yeah but the ocean's yeah, quite big swims... yeah <laughs> use some of the ocean you yeah. have but yeah she swims into the net um yes which is annoying um and wakes up it turns out it was a dream there are no mermaids in the film yeah so don't, don't get your hopes up uh so she wakes from this nightmare uh, Misha Barton finds that she's on a ferry. Her name in this film is Vicky. Mm-hmm. This is our main character, Vicky. Uh, and she's on a ferry. Uh, she's on the way to go on holiday. Uh, and her siblings are also here. Yeah. She's wearing a hat and cardigan made of the same material. Uh, the sort of thing you would buy from Claire Accessories, probably. <laughs> um, uh, she's woken to find her brother, Rob, is there. Rob's Rob's thing is bugs. Mm-hmm. Um Every Rob is not in many scenes of it this won't, film, it won't but in matter. every single one. Yep. <laughs> Rob is basically a nothing character. 
Uh, yeah, he's found some great new bugs and he wants to tell Vicky about some great new bugs he's found. Where exactly on a ferry he found new bugs? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, so we also meet uh, the sister. There are three of these siblings. So there's Vicky, the, the oldest one, who the film is mainly about. Rob, the brother who collects bugs. Mm-hmm. And the sister, Susie. Um, she also has a thing and it's astronomy. Yeah, um, she's a scientist. She's yeah. very interested in astronomy. And yeah, we'll, get in, we'll, we'll get into that more. So uh, the ferry pulls up at Seven Bay Island, which is where they have gone to stay for the summer, where they meet yep. Grandfather. Yeah, uh, he's driving a shitty old car. Yes. And like he's, deli- he's delighted to see them. Every shot of this man's face, is, <laughs> he's just <laughs> wreathed in orgasmic smiles. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> yes, but, but as we later learn, <laughs> grandfa- grandfather has learned to appreciate life and good feelings and stuff. So. Uh-huh. So that's why he's so happy to see these terrible kids. Yeah. So he loads all the kids into his crappy, unsafe, rusty old car. Uh, The roof is missing and he gives Susie a big umbrella and says, hold this over the roof or you'll all fall out or something. Grandfather, what is this? That is my spare roof. Now you better put it up because we may have some rain. Well, they sort of, they're like setting him up as a sort of wacky character who's kind of down on his luck, but sort of makes his own, makes his own luck. And then they sort of never revisit that again. He lives in a palatial beach house with an incredible library of rare books. He drives his garbage car up to, yeah, the palace in which he lives. It turns out he's a pillar of the community and everyone on the island loves him. Loves and respects him. They don't love enough to chip in for a new car. And he's driving. Also, spoiler alert, it's going to turn out he's seriously ill and everyone knows it. He's driving a car with no roof. (laughs) Folks. Can we chip in? Can we have a whip round for the eleven dollars it would take <laughs> to buy him a new sunroof? Um, also, the kids call him grandfather, which to me is the most jarring yes. of all of the granddad names. Yeah, um, it feels it's... like the sort of thing that uh, he will have kind of strictly corrected them on until they did it. Yeah, rather than oh, we're going to stay like... with our granddad, grandfather, oh, grandfather, grandfather, oh, grand- grandpa. Can I grandfather, grandfather? Yeah. So, Grandpa, can we have a yogurt from the fridge? Grandfather! I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Susie. I Grandpa's not here. <laughs> you know who is here? Grandfather. Maybe this grandpa is, character no. will drive you back to the ferry. <laughs> anyway, so he's kindly. He loads them all into his car. Except Vicky's not there. He has to go and get Vicky because immediately stepping off the ferry, she's wandered off to the sea. And is staring out at the ocean. Mm, because it's as if the heard... sea is kind of calling her. Yeah, she's heard the call of the ocean. At this point in the film, you're thinking she's a mermaid for sure. Yeah. Especially if you've watched the 13th year. You've yeah. seen her dream sequence. Or seen the poster uh, for this film in which her and Ryan Merriman are sort of swimming around like dolphins. Yes, yes. So yeah, you're thinking she's definitely a mermaid. So Vicky's on the phone talking to her mum. Uh, there's something she hasn't done. She's sort of evasive. She hands the phone over to Rob and... And she looks sad. And we we learn that this is um, <laughs> this is a sort of subplot about how her pa- her like overbearing parents really want her to get into this like special school, like the one uh, Marnie was going for in yeah in uh, Quince. In Quince. And uh, this, sort of this, is, up- this is a, a remarkable coincidence to do yeah. this one right after Quince because the the themes are strikingly similar. Well, it's not a re- it's not a remarkable coincidence really because the film uh, never revisits this subplot. Until, like, literally the last 35 seconds of the film. So you might think this is important. It's not. Don't worry about it. 
the thing that's the thing that you need to know about this scene is that we only hear her for half of the conversation on the phone, but she's like, "Yeah, mum, I will. I promise. I, I haven't had time." And then she goes and stands by a rainy window. Yeah. And she looks out and is, looks absolutely devastated. And the yeah. music's are going like... And you're like, whoa, this is going to be such an important subplot in the film. And it's it's like whatever is going on with her, it must be incredibly serious. And what it is is that she has to revise physics to get into an elite school. <laughs> so, so start caring about it. <laughs> Sad face emoji. Yeah. She's a lot more sympathetic than Marnie is. She is. I think, in general. Um, okay, so later that evening... Uh, she's having a chat with grandfather. I nearly called him grandpa there for a moment. Well, that would have earned me a, you'd a have, caning. Yeah, you'd have tanned your hide. <laughs> so, Run out to the garden and cut me a switch. <laughs> she's having a chat with grandfather and kind of confiding in him her her woes. And um, grandfather is like, oh, I want, I want to show you something. And he presents her with a gift he's made, which is a leather-bound copy of poems that she wrote when she was a young child. Yep. My poems. I thought they were too beautiful to stay in those envelopes you sent me. Do you like it? I love it. It makes me feel like... Like a poet? I can't imagine anything more embarrassing than being presented with a leather-bound copy of he's, poems he's I wrote. He's pasted as a all child. the letters into this into this book. Yeah. Um, now, to me, that says he doesn't want them in the house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually a it's a neat way of being. Like, hey, I think you should take these with mm. you. I thought they um, were too beautiful to stay in those envelopes you sent me. He says. Yeah, like uh, I felt weird putting them in the bin. So <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would simply die. Uh, I would simply burst yes. of, of of shame if I was presented. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, have you shown these poems to anyone? And she says, oh, I showed them to mum and she said they were nice. Um, so I think that probably tells you what the kind of level of these poems is. Considering yeah. that her mum is so obsessed with academic achievement. Well, grandfather, and bear in mind, grandfather does have an ulterior motive in getting these poems the hell out of his nice house. He d- he says that they're really good. and sort yeah, of He is giving she- them back to her, though. Yeah, that's true. they're really good. Oh, grandfather, did you not want to keep a copy for yourself? You could, I could copy oh, them out. Oh, I've got them all memorized. <laughs> for example, this one: there once was a, a bonnie wee, <laughs> bonnie wee, wee dolphin. There <laughs> was a bonnie wee dolphin that flipped around like you never would have seen before. <laughs> <laughs> it flipped and it flopped and it spouted a lot and it telepathically communicated. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Suddenly, so though, then, Grandad suffers a pain. Well, she hugs Grandad and he's like, ah! <laughs> it's like a thousand burning knives. <laughs> it's so, like, oh, the- it's my back and your luggage was heavy. That's all it is. Yeah. At this point, as the audience, you're like, okay, Grandfather is seriously ill. Hmm. Start your clock now for how long you're going to have to wait for this. For the revelation. The, the revelation. Is seriously the, Ill. the revelation, revelation that apparently in the book is... Uh, told to the audience from the very beginning of the book yes yes we actually had an email from this uh, on, on this subject from beef uh who said i don't know if you've read the book this travesty was ba- travesty that this travesty was based uh-huh. on uh but i, I remember waiting for this movie because i'd loved the book so much um the book was a tale of grief apparently through the lens of a coming of age story fraught with prolonged and sudden losses and not so much about talking to dolphins <laughs> so- 
Yes, well. <laughs> they found that it found that the film was more concerned with our main character being a, a pauper's gossiper than dealing <laughs> with her feelings about her terminally ill grandfather. So yeah, Disney has recalibrated yeah. um some of its some of the priorities of the film. Anyway, for now, all we know is that Grandad goes, ah when yep. hugged. But then up cycles a shirtless Ryan Merriman. And he's <laughs> That's here, right. He's here to return a selection of impressive books. Hello. I'm Adam. You must be Vicky. And, uh, you must be Susie. And how do you know that? Well, your grandfather told me all about you guys. I'm just here to return his books. Lao Tzu? You're reading philosophy? Yeah. Your grandfather has the best library on the island. From Smart House and from Luck of the Irish, shirtless Ryan Merriman. So, so, this is Adam. His character's name is Adam. Yeah. He and isn't shirtless, cycles. his shirt is just open. He cycles up with his shirt flowing open in the breeze. He hops off his summer. bike, walks up to Vicky and hands over a philosophy book, all casual, like, yeah. oh, this? Yeah, I was just reading a philosophy book. And I've just written down, he's been practicing this. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was, yeah. an hour ago, he was in his bedroom sweeping his Pokemon cards under the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reading the blurb at the back of this philosophy book as he hands over the, the book <laughs> a Beyblade spins out of his pocket no <laughs> oh, how did that get in there oh, my cool little my uncool little brother likes Beyblades yeah not me I've got early admission to Harvard <laughs> yeah 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 so he, uh, he cycles up shirtless hands over the philosophy book and is like yeah no philosophy is just something I do when I'm not Studying dolphins, yeah. which I do because I'm going to Harvard any minute, even though I'm 10 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're really very uh, spiritual creatures. You know, I've actually made some some friendship bracelets about them if you want to come over. Here's one. It's got, a little, it's got a little holographic dolphin on it. Yeah, it's got a holographic dolphin on it. <laughs> so, so, you like anime? So, <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I hate it. My dorky little brother loves anime. Yeah. Here are the ones he likes. Loves them Peach. so much. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. <laughs> You don't like any of them, do you? No, no, no. Me, me either. No, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like philosophy. Captain Sakura, that's another one he likes. I don't. Not me, though. Not me, though. So. so, so. Oh, I don't know why I remember all these names. <laughs> uh, so, Adam's character is, he's working with dolphins, despite the fact that he's, like, 12. He's got a job at the Dolphinarium or whatever. Yeah, and he's going to um, Harvard. Like, and he's going... some kind of dolphin doogie house. <laughs> like, genius from genius. Like but, genius from genius. But, but he's discovered a dolphin gravity. Yeah. Adam is like, hey, you want to come check out my Dolphinarium? And, <laughs> Which um... is what I call my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Pokemon cards in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident if you search the room top to bottom, you won't find a single Pokemon card. Go ahead, go ahead, search, search. His eyes, his eyes shoot to the bottom drawer of the bedside table. This, oh, oh so, search top to bottom. Things. But there's something I should tell you. There's some. There's a snake in the bottom drawer that I. There's that a bad dolphin. I'm keeping there. He bites. <laughs> So don't look in there. Don't look in that one. Don't look in that one. How could you have forgotten the bottom drawer, he says to himself. <laughs> you idiot, idiot. It's visually bursting with Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 um, yeah, Adam's like, you want to come to the Dolphinarium? And Susie, the younger sister, is like, 
Hell yeah, even though when she gets there, she's going to declare that, like, dolphins are gross. She hates like dolphins, and, <laughs> she hates dolphins. and the marine biologists suck and smell of fish. And and Vicky, who is a little awkward around Adam, is like, uh, yeah, I guess, fine, dolphins I love is dolphins. fine. She says. They cycle over. on As, as they're cycling over uh, along the mm. island, you hear the engine revving. Mm. And as soon as you hear the engine, you know, uh-oh. Here's a bad boy. Here's a bad boy. His up pulls a Porsche, blasting hot rock and roll. It's Whoa. Zachary Gray. Oh, um, Zachary A boy, a, a, sec- a sexual bad boy that uh, <laughs> Vicky had uh, an affair with. An affair. <laughs> <laughs> a torrid affair. I think they held hands the previous summer or yeah. something. Look, here comes Prince. Thinks he's charming. Vicky Austin, the girl from last summer. Zachary Gray, the guy who never returns letters. Oh, you're not going to hold a grudge, are you? <laughs> Look, besides, my letters are always boring compared to yours. Uh, but, 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 although they met the previous summer and had a, had a bit of a thing, um, Zachary Gray did not write her back. So she wrote him yeah. letters and he never wrote back. So she's a bit annoyed with him. Uh, and, and so cycles onward, refusing yeah. to... Hop in his Porsche and go uh, This for character ride. is played by Jared Padalecki, who is probably best known for playing Sam Winchester in Supernatural. Whoa! So, there you go. Yeah, one wow. of the, one of the a, Winchester that's a, boys. Yeah, that's a big one. Okay, so they get to the Dolphinarium. Um, Adam demonstrates his expertise of dolphins by explaining that according to the laws of hydrodynamics, it's impossible for a dolphin to swim as fast as it does, uh-huh. which isn't true. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it can. Scientists, so, yeah. scientists have never... I've never found yeah. a reason for it, he says. No. He they says, probably have. They probably, I think he's just making yeah. this up. Uh, he has now done up the buttons on his shirt, though, as a mark of respect to the dolphins. Yeah, well, he doesn't Yeah, he doesn't want the dolphins getting an eyeful. And he explains that dolphins are mammals who left the land to go to the sea, the only creatures to ever do so. Mermaids, shouts Vicky, perhaps misjud- <laughs> misjudging the level of the conversation. Yes, they're mammals, they're not fish. They're actually uh, small whales who left the land sometime in prehistory and returned to the sea. Uh, as far as I know, whales and, and dolphins are the only creatures to ever do that. Mermaids. Mermaids. You know, half land creature, half sea creature. Vicky, that's ridiculous. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I've just written down that she she shouts mermaids in a way that she will be, like, regretting as she tries to get to sleep every <laughs> night for the rest of her life. Playing it back in her head. It's time she yelled mermaids she in the goes, face what of What about mermaids? <laughs> marine biologist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam gives her a, the kind of look that you would give someone who's just shouted, what about mermaids, during a conversation a scientific yeah. conversation about dolphins. Um, Susie isn't interested uh, in dolphins. She's interested in the technology, but uh, she's not really interested in dolphins. But Vicky, uh, she keeps it real, and she decides to stay behind so she can touch on the dolphins for a bit. Um, there's Enid, a wild dolphin, uh, who isn't eating. And Vicky looks at this dolphin, and sort of twinkly music plays, and it zooms in on the dolphin's eye. <laughs> and then... Uh, and, and then, and then Vicky... panpipes go... Yep. And, and a psychic knife is fired into Vicky's brain. <laughs> and Vicky is able to determine just what her problem is. What's the matter, Vicky? She's worried about her cat. <sighs> well, how did you know she was pregnant? So Ryan, Ryan is confused. He says, how did you know she was, uh, she was pregnant? And then Vicky says, I don't know, she looked pregnant, I guess. <laughs> 
So she's shaken by this. Uh, she doesn't know what to make of it. Um, we cut back to the house. She's reading her physics book in despair. She looks out the window to see her grandpa looking out to sea, like he's going to die soon or something. <laughs> yeah, looking out the window in this was your second enormous signal to the audience. This man is dying. Yeah. He's just yeah. standing on the dock, sort of staring out at the ocean. Yeah, stop he, still. He may yeah. have died there and then. Yeah. <laughs> he's sort of saying soon, soon, old friend. <laughs> He's just carving his own tombstone right there on the dock. <laughs> yeah, but Vicky can't like, be thinking mm, about that because she's head- Vicky heads back to the dolphinarium, um, be- you know, having become fascinated already with dolphins. Mm. Um, this is her first time, we should say, uh, like seeing dolphins uh, yeah. and encountering dolphins. And yet she she is she is going <laughs> to give a real bollocking constantly through this film to people who do actually know a lot about dolphins mm, people like for example dr zand who is the sort of head yes. of the dolphin research center that they have here uh, mm. dr zand asks um how's how's your grandfather doing you know, in, with in the way the... that you might ask of someone who yeah. is dying how's your grandfather doing as the leukemia riddles his bones and she's and like he's she's fine like, oh, he's fine i guess yeah uh hey yeah. girl i met yesterday says adam we're off to the bay to test the echo locator here's your wetsuit so <laughs> they're off to the bay to do dolphin science they're, what they're trying to do is figure yeah. out if dolphin speech is a language or if it's just instinctual like sort of ants the way that ants... yeah they say or if their communication is instinctive like ants which they sort of breeze past in the yeah. film and i'm like what do you mean instinctive well we're going to find out andy how do dolphins communicate with each other it's all going to become terribly terribly clear yeah. so they're looking for a dolphin in probably called basil um basil is enid's mate so mm. enid and basil are the star dolphins of this yeah. film they're husband and wife dolphins yeah basil rocks up and does cool flips and jumps yeah um, the cgi but, is is good yeah it is actually pretty good i think no, it's um, not good the, it's bad the CGI no is it's bad. fine it's fine. It's not, it's not There's a bit of... I mean, I watched it on my phone, so... But, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was fine. There's a bit of blue screen going on, but I thought it was pretty good. The yep. pan pipes are going like... Um, and Adam basically briefs Vicky and is like, okay, Basil doesn't like anyone. He'll basically maul and bite you. Um, but v- Vicky, just bold as brass, uh, kind of wades up to Basil, and Basil swims up to Vicky, and, and um, Vicky just starts sort of scratching Basil yeah. and petting him. And, and she Adam's keeps... like, wow, you're, you're petting him? How's, how does this happen? Vicky knows that Basil has an itch under his fin. Adam's like, yeah. how did you know that? She keeps saying things that make it seem like she can communicate with dolphins. <laughs> yes, including the next thing, which is brilliant. Well, because... she says Basil has a fresh scar. Yeah, yeah. He's got... So Basil's got like a cut down his side. Uh, and while Adam's looking at this, uh, Vicky's like eyes roll back in her head and she just sort of... <laughs> Barks the words hard, sharp, seaweed. He's got a fresh scar. Hard, sharp, seaweed. Huh? Oh, uh, nothing. Yeah, Adam thinks that this wound is caused by drift nets, mm. and only a boat called the Marie Rose is big enough to use them. Um, but we're a research centre, not the police, says Dr. Zand. There's nothing we can do. You could tell the police. <laughs> That's something you could do. <laughs> I get the strong impression that Dr. Zand is just, like, trying to get through the day. So I mean, Zand she, hates dolphins. <laughs> just, yeah. She says to Adam, like, look, this isn't our purview. We, um, we're just a res- we're researchers. We're not the cops. But her eyes are saying, please, Adam, they're just please. dolphins, man. Can we just want to go home. Can we just... <laughs> Maybe Dr. Yeah, I think Dr. Zan got like reassigned after she punched her commanding officer or something. And <laughs> she this punched is, a dolphin. She punched a dolphin at SeaWorld. <laughs> she used to have a cushy job. 
Do you lost working, with, working with Shamu. <laughs> just, she lost her temper and beat the crap out of Shamu. <laughs> a smart mouth. Walker. <laughs> That's it. We're bumping you all the way down to Seven, seven Coves, Bay Island. Whatever it's Seven Bay Island research. Yeah. No. Like the second season of The Wire, she's been bumped down yeah. to, yeah, harbour duty. You already know at this point because you're a grown-up listening to this podcast about children's films, that the evil boat in question, the Murray Rose, is definitely going to be owned by Zachary's dad. Yes. Because Zachary is clearly rich. He clearly has an evil dad. Well, the very next scene is him doing sick jumps on a jet ski in the ocean. So you know what kind of a rich bad boy he is. So, yeah, so they're on the beach hanging out. Rob is covering drowning bugs in nail polish to Uh preserve them. Uh, I've written down that... It might be time to include Rob in your activities, Vicky. Yeah. Well, if, I think yeah. he needs some more in his life. Then. I think he does because he, he the next very next thing that happens is he throws a frisbee into the sea for the dog. The dog doesn't go after it. He runs into the ocean after it and then immediately starts to drown. Okay. Well, Andy, what you've done there, and I think this is why you're not getting as much as you should be getting out of A Ring of Endless Light is you've skipped over all of the romantic drama. Well, that's because it's not very good or interesting. No, it is actually interesting. Oh, okay, you're right. It's delicious romantic drama. Okay, explain to me why it's good and interesting. Okay, well, okay, well, well, we find out a bit more about Zachary. So Zachary's like doing kind of cool flips and stuff on his uh, on his jet ski, <laughs> and he's got his head in his hands for listening. <laughs> and Vicky's like, "Oh man, that bad boy!" But he didn't write to me since last summer. Uh, anyway, he he sort of heads up onto the beach, and he's like, he goes in for a kiss. Uh, and Vicky's like, no, no, I don't want to kiss you. I'm mad at you. And then Zachary tells her that, like, oh, he couldn't have written to her since last summer because he was busy. And here's what he was busy with. A, getting kicked out of prestigious private schools. And B, his mum died. Okay, I'm sorry. I was busy getting thrown out of various prestigious private schools. See, they, uh, they got this whole thing about, like, passing grades. It's really annoying. That and uh, my mother died. And Vicky's like, well, it's pretty sad that your mum died, I guess. And then they go up and sit on a sand dune and they have a chat and the ocean breeze is sort of blowing through his long hair. It'd be so and- good if there was like a rollerblading montage or, <laughs> or a, f- a funny mummy sort of causing <laughs> havoc. Wouldn't that be fun? Look, I watch a lot of period dramas. This is the kind of thing I like. Uh, this is the good bit of the film. I'm eating this up. Okay. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, so at this point, the viewer, you're like, oh, man, I thought that Zachary Gray was an irredeemable bad boy. But maybe he's not all bad. He can't be all bad if his mum died. <laughs> if his mum died. So, maybe so... He, killed, he ran over his mum on a jet ski. On a jet ski. <laughs> Quite likely. Anyway, while they're chatting and while you're re-evaluating your opinion of <laughs> yeah. bad boy, bad, torrid bad boy Zachary and Gray. And while you're starting to love this great film, A Ring of Endless Light. Exactly. Uh, Brother Rob has contrived to start drowning. Yeah. Um, because he went into the sea to retrieve this frisbee that the dog, grand- grandfather's dog, is too old to get. The thing is, Vicky is deep in conversation with Zach about his dead mum. But she realises that Rob is in trouble. And it really, the way they've shot this, it really seems like her sort of dolphin sense is like a general attunement to the ocean. Because yes. they're sort of like yes. just talking and she's like, what? Like, like she's Aquaman and her ocean sense is just triggered. 
Yeah, like she runs into the shallows and she just yells, somebody help me. Obviously, she, she you know, she's panicking. She doesn't really know who exactly she's calling to. But the lifeless bobbing form of Rob is, oh my goodness, suddenly mm. carried gasping to shore by a dolphin. Yeah, like the 13th. Safely. Yeah, this is a decom that features a, like more shots of drowned children than you'd expect. <laughs> How <laughs> many gonna... are you expecting? Uh, is it zero? <laughs> well, <laughs> is it maybe one? More than that too. It's more than that. It's yeah, we get a nice two. shot of this sort of unconscious Rob body floating lifelessly yeah. through the water. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, a dolphin rescues him. Another reading of this is that there is no psychic connection and that the dolphin was towing Rob to the shallows to eat his corpse eat. Yeah. and was interrupted by Vicky finding finding him. And Vicky has is having some sort of delusion. I mean, yeah. we can get it. I mean, that is the much more plausible explanation yeah. that Vicky doesn't telepathically speak to dolphins <laughs> but instead <laughs> is so, having some sort of well so, some sort of dying dream. This, the ferry sank on the way over to seven that's it yeah oh um, she ne- oh she never woke up from that dream yeah there you go yeah there it is solved yeah. <laughs> they've saved rob yeah well the dolphins have and then vicky is out with her granddad uh they meet the harbour master grandfather sorry grandfather uh they meet the harbour master who's like oh my god you're out you're walking are you okay <laughs> You should so be good. good to see you out and about, old man. <laughs> He's never, dying, obviously. Never thought I'd see you again. <laughs> but, I already bought a black suit, old man. <laughs> but um, um Vic, yeah, Vicky doesn't really notice. Um, she, she then, in 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 a wild move, confides in her grandfather that she feels like she has a psychic link with dolphins. She says to her grandfather. Would you think I was crazy if I told you I can psychically communicate with dolphins? Grandfather, would you think I was crazy if I told you... I think I know what Adam's dolphins are thinking. Feeling. Like they're talking to me. Only they're not. And Grandfather says... No, no, no. This is no surprise to me. This is that you see your grandmother used to hear a baby crying all the time when she had a baby. Yeah, you've, <laughs> and you've got some of her genes. Yeah, says his wife could hear the baby cry before the baby cried, mm. and Vicky's like, "Why me?" Grandfather says, "You've got some of her genes. Maybe the dolphins trust you, and maybe it's because you're a poet." It's probably not that. It's pro- all reasonable theories. Here's another one. Vicky needs some kind of emergency <laughs> intervention. <laughs> but gra- thing is, she doesn't know that Grandfather knows he's dying, so he's like, "Well, I'm on my way out." Yeah. <laughs> it's not really in my interest to, you know, give Vicky the, the care she needs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind I'll of interested to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. I think she's probably going to do something pretty, pretty wild. <laughs> pretty wild soon. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be choice. She thinks she can talk to dolphins. What's she going to do next? This going to be hilarious. <laughs> this going to be hilarious. Yeah, Star's filming on his phone. <laughs> Oh yeah, Vicky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Talk yeah. to one now. Yeah. Go on. So, uh, so we cut oh, to TikTok. <laughs> I'm going live on Insta right now. <laughs> Say something Peris- else about Dom. I'm on Periscope right now. <laughs> hey guys, it's grandfather here. It's at it's at Seven Bay's grandfather. <laughs> I'm here with my granddaughter. Vicky, she just told me she thinks she can talk to dolphins telepathically. It's your boy, Ring of Endless Dwight. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm coming out of the bathroom now and I'm going to go back to talk to her. Let's see what she does next. Oh my God. 
Oh my god, she's doing it. She's making them do flips. She thinks she there's thinks nothing she's out doing there. It. <laughs> oh, okay. So, next scene. Yeah. Now Vicky is getting lunch with Zachary Gray. Torrid bad boy Zachary Torrid Gray. Torrid bad boy Zachary Gray. <laughs> in a cafe. He's complaining about his rich dad who won't emotionally connect with him. Yeah. His estate in Derbyshire is worth over 10,000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over 800 pounds that fireplace cost. <laughs> so, well, that was a deep cut. So, anyway. <laughs> don't you edit that out, Andy. Okay. So, Vicky's, um, Vicky's loving this chat, actually, because, again, you know, more points in the Zachary Gray column because he's using phrases like emotions. Yeah. And, you know, he's talking, he's, he's saying his dad doesn't emotionally connect with him, which yeah. suggests that he knows what emotional connection is, which suggests maybe he's not such an irredeemable rebel bad boy. Yeah. But then up walks Adam and she withdraws her hand from Yeah, that's Zach. right. They, yeah. See, Andy? This is the good stuff. Okay. This film would be better if there were no dolphins in it. There was just bits where like people are holding hands and then someone else walks in. And, and they before, withdraw their hands. Before anyone sees the hand being held, you get a close-up of the hand being withdrawn. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it does turn out that Zach's dad owns this boat, the Marie Rose. And yes. Adam tells him that they're using drift nets. Uh, Zach cannot fathom what a drift net might be. So Adam draws a diagram. It's just it's a picture <laughs> of a net. It's like a noughts and crosses board. He's, he's, drew, drawn. he's drawn like a grid. He's drawn a net. Yeah. A drift net is a net. Is a net. Here's a drawing of a net. And Zach, Zach. To be fair, this is the point where I was like, actually, Zach's all right. Zach says, "Why are you telling me? Go to the cops. <laughs> Do go to the cops." Yeah, but he says this, and Adam just goes. <laughs> Adam sort of rolls scoffs. his eyes, like going to the cops, going to the boat, the boat cops, which is the harbor master. Yeah, whose like entire purview is maritime, felonies. maritime law. Yeah, yeah. and he's like. Pff. No, not that chance. Not yeah. going to the harbour master. So, um, yeah, um, we get a little bit of Adam and Zach's relationship with each other here because Adam basically has walked into this cafe and just starts yelling at Zach mm. uh, quite loudly about drift nets. So then Zach says again, torrid bad boy Zachary Gray getting more points in his column says, "Hey, you know what? This drift net thing. Why don't we go check it out tonight? Because he's a rebel bad boy and he doesn't mind breaking into his dad's yeah, boat. It'll be one in the eye marina. for the old man." Yeah, exactly. So the three of them break into Dad's boat by night, yeah. and they're and Adam and Zach are, g- are going to sneak onto the boat. And Zach says, "Hey, Vicky, we need someone to stand lookout." So she does that, and then she watches as a guard comes out and shines a torch around and, and says nothing. <laughs> and, just, and then the guard finds finds the two dudes. Yeah, but luckily, so good job, Vicky. <laughs> good lookout. But luckily, Zach is the is the is the son. So he, talk, yeah, so he they talks don't get them in big out. Trouble. Yeah. But Adam saw a float when he looked under the tarp. It's a drift net, all right, he says. But he only visually ID'd it, yeah. which isn't enough. But enough. that doesn't matter, because this doesn't matter, because the main thing is. So then Zach drops Vicky, Zachary Gray drops Vicky off at home and smooches her, and they smooch. Yeah. So they smooch now. And then he says, Dream about me, okay? But she doesn't dream about him. She dreams of being a mermaid again, and she holds a dolphin's face in her hands, and then it turns into shirtless Ryan Merriman. <laughs> This is the good stuff. <laughs> yes. This mermaid dream is so good because she's first dreaming about dolphins and then she starts smooching a dolphin. Yeah. And then the dolphin morphs <laughs> the into dolphin a morphs into shirtless right moment. Oh, I'm, I'm just eating this stuff up. This is, <laughs> this is so good. Okay. Look, this film has made me realise I may be basic. <laughs> There's a small chance. So then, guess what? Adam goes to the cops. 
The harbour Good idea, cops. huh? The harbour yeah, master. The, yeah, boat cops. Um, night boat. Uh, the the harbour master promises that he will take a look at the Marie Rose. Um, so there we go. Yeah. Next scene. Uh, we're back in grandfather's house. And what's this? Oh boy. Zachary Gray has sent Vicky a bunch of red roses. But yep. no sooner have they arrived than Adam comes round to dinner. Yeah. To, well, he returns. He's returning some impress, more impressive books. But uh, the grandfather is like, well, why don't you stay for dinner? Sure. It's the only decent meal I get, he says, hinting at some sort of uh, romantic, impoverished scientist background that he has. No, it's clearly that every time his mum shouts up to his room, can I make you something? He's like, not now. It's I'm because watching. his mum can't cook. Ah, oh, of go. course. There you of go. Of course it is. There you go. He's like, not now. I'm um, watching Bleach. Anyway, he explains at length that he once got attacked by dolphins in Florida, and that made him a dolphin scientist. I remember I, I reached out with both my hands, feeling them, so smooth and graceful. They formed a ring around me. They just kept circling. And then, uh, just as quickly they were gone. <laughs> Andy is paraphrasing someone. <laughs> He's after the meal. He shares a key memory about how dolphins <laughs> swam in a ring around him. <laughs> and that's how he knew he wanted to study them. At this point, Vicky starts yelling at him. Vicky, who only saw a dolphin for the first time, like, yep. two days ago. Um... She starts screaming at him, maybe the dolphins were trying to communicate with you and touch you. Yeah. If a beautiful thing happens, she says, you don't have to get out a calculator and study it. Yeah, he says he's not convinced of anything unless he can prove it. And she yeah. says, but you borrow philosophy books from my grandfather and that's all garbage as well. <laughs> yes. this, this, so now we're digging into a big theme of this movie, which I think is just like art versus science. Yeah. Uh, so Adam, who is very passionate about dolphins, passionate enough to want to study them, that's not enough for Vicky, because she's like, you think you can reduce dolphins to numbers? God. You can't sum up the majesty of dolphins with a calculator? It's like, Vicky, you saw a dolphin for the first time two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Adam's dedicating his life to the research and preservation of dolphins. This anyway, was the theme of Quince as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Anyway, Adam says, damn it, Vicky, I'm a scientist, even though he's 12. Yeah. So fine. Um, in walks the harbour master, and he says he was there when the Marie Rose pulled in. There are no drift nets on that boat. Even yep. if I did find them, he says, there's nothing I can do. You have to actually catch them using the drift nets to prosecute. Mm, this is um, an important legal point. Yes. Um, anyway, Adam law. is not satisfied yeah, with the harbour master's efforts. He just starts yelling and sprints S out of the house. Storms out. Um, Grandfather says that he doesn't think that Adam has ever met anybody who challenges him like Vicky does. Yeah, this Vicky's conversation is happening out on uh, a balcony. Uh, they are stood by Susie's telescope. But he's like, oh, so this Susie is an idiot wanting to know things. Sometimes She's I wish she'd just sit back and enjoy the beauty of it all. Yeah, this film has a strong anti-science thread yeah. running through it, which is so bizarre but then he's like, like oh that star that she's looking at could have burned out years ago and that yet the light still keeps coming so what you're looking at isn't necessarily the whole truth mm, like and, uh, yeah what's really in chemtrails <laughs> am i right <laughs> why would i use this telescope government flat? mind control vicky <laughs> 
Tell Only them, your Vicky, voice, or they'll hear us. Vicky, I don't have long left, and why do you think that is? It's because of what the government's put <laughs> in the water. It's because I knew too much. <laughs> I'm going to say one word to you, Vicky. <laughs> Nano machines. <laughs> They're silencing me, Vicky. <laughs> I can... <laughs> I can feel the nano machines <laughs> rushing around my bloodstream right now, Vicky. <laughs> and the president's fake. He lives in he's he's in a studio on the moon. So, so yeah, so grandfather's like Susie knows the name of all the planets and the weight of all the stars and stuff, but she never appreciates the beauty of them and it's like Pretty harsh on Susie because she's very passionate about stars. In yeah. the same way that Vicky has just been very harsh on Adam, saying that he doesn't appreciate the majesty of dolphins when he's dedicated his whole life to the majesty yeah. of dolphins. They're but... both out here just chatting <laughs> about Susie yeah. and, and her astronomy. Yeah, yeah, basically. So then Grandfather's like, okay, I'm going to read you a 17th century poem. Uh, the poet... <laughs> yeah, the... that, was, that was a good century, he claims, <laughs> despite... Everything that dis, happened in the dis, 17th century. Despite the facts on the ground regarding uh, the, the 17th century. The good old days. Yeah, that was a good century. Know, of, the, of the Black Death. and Yeah. He re- reads the poem. The poem is The World by Henry Vaughan. Uh, he reads the whole thing and at one point it features the line, A Ring of Endless Light. I saw eternity the other night. Like a great ring of pure and endless light. All calm as it was bright. And round beneath it, time. In hours, days, years. Driven by the spheres. Like a vast shadow moved in which the world and all her train were hurled. It's beautiful. It's deep. Yeah, 17th century was very deep. Yeah, but it's a famous, it's a famous poem, which yeah. is um, basically about how you're going, to, you're going to hell if you uh, value earthly things over God. Is sure. essentially the thrust of the of the poem. Okay, that sounds like a a realistic seventeenth century poem. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's realistic; it's, it's real. Uh, and b something that would end up in this film, which again is an adaptation of a of fairly a pretty uh, Jesusy book, fairly religious book. Yeah. Yeah. So next, most excitingly, we finally get to meet Zach- Zachary Gray's evil dad. Yeah. Here you visited the Marie Rose with some friends the other night. Yeah, they like boats. You like the way we live, don't you, Zachary? The cars, the houses, especially this one. The private schools you occasionally attend. You like these things, don't you? So Zachary Gray is chilling out. Oh my goodness, there's like the swimming pool. He's, He's having like of... the Joey Lawrence uh, in yes. horse sense lifestyle. Yeah, um, we yeah he's he's kind of having orange juice and a fancy breakfast out on you know by the pool. Um, and essentially, the dad has been informed that Zachary was sniffing around. Uh, on the boat on the Mar- yeah. the Marie Rose um and the dad tells Zachary in order to maintain our lifestyle we need to m- maintain our businesses all but admitting yeah uh, that they are using the hated drift nets um to increase their fish yield yeah 
Toughen up, Zachary. I will kill a million dolphins if I have to, he basically says. <laughs> yeah, he says with his eyes. Also, like, the family is so wealthy. They How own wealthy? A, <laughs> they own a fish cannery. Like, so... these drift... These... They own, a ca- they own a cannery on a small island. These drift nets must be good. <laughs> they must be like... They must be like spanning the Atlantic or something. Like, <laughs> he's just dragged the Pacific. They're dredging up like uranium or something. <laughs> yeah. Or like it's pirate like gold. gold. Yeah. 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 Um, so then what happens is a live dolphin birth that they show you. And yeah. then you see it happen. This is good. So, is, is it good? It is good. So Vicky goes to the dolphinarium. I saw uh, it. But there's but there's panic there because Enid see, is giving you see birth. It all. You see everything. You do see everything. Yeah, but you know it's like nature, isn't it? It only takes one second. It yeah, sort I don't want to see it though. Pops out. <laughs> I don't want to see it. No, they have pixelated it. <laughs> they could. They could have. Yeah. <laughs> or like just like put a big black bar over the baby dolphin as it yeah. comes out. Yeah. <laughs> That'd have been good. No, Andy. It's actually um, a, a natural miracle. Okay. So. Enid, the dolphin, is giving birth, but it's a difficult delivery. Um, Dr. Zan says, if she delivers breach, she could die. So, yeah. so just to paint a picture for you, listener, we've got a dolphin in distress in the shallows of the dolphinarium. Yeah. There are, uh, flanked by several scientists, one of whom is Dr. Zand. These are veterinarians. They are professionals. Trained marine biologists. Trained marine biologists. Also, uh, Adam is there, uh, like, fetching equipment. He's, you know, he's bringing a hypodermic needle. Uh, and he's running into the shallows. Then yeah. Vicky, who saw a dolphin for the first time Vicky, two days ago. This child who cycles up on her little bike. Yeah. She's like, runs, everybody back up. She she runs into the water and says, no, she doesn't want to be sedated. She needs to be alert. Give me the hypodermic. No, she doesn't want to be sedated. She needs to be alert. Vicky, get out of here. Wait. Basil's here. She wants him with her. To which I would say, Vicky, we've all enjoyed meeting you and we respect your grandfather and we're sorry for what he's going through. But the Dolphinarium <laughs> does have a code on the door. Yeah. And I think it's time that we change it. I think it's time we stop letting little children ride their bikes up here. <laughs> ride their bikes into the Dolphinarium. <laughs> and interrupt dolphin births. <laughs> anyway. I feel the dolphin is feeling. But it turns out these stupid idiot scientists don't know anything because then Enid, the dolphin, shoots a psychic knife into Vicky to tell her that she wants to be with Basil. Her Basil, her dolphin husband. <laughs> And so Bas so Basil is just outside the dolphinarium out in the open ocean, but like nearby. He's like sm- it's like smoking in the corridor. <laughs> yeah, he's pace- he's pacing the corridors. <laughs> so so um they 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 do what Vicky says. Uh so Adam runs and opens the sort of water gate to let Basil in, and then yeah. Vicky shouts at everyone in their faces, Okay, now back off. She wants him to help her. That's their way. Yeah. <laughs> That's their way. Hey, Dr. Zand, let me tell you a little something about the dolphin's way. Yeah. Uh, So, Dr. Zand, I think I know a little something about dolphins. (laughs) Also, like, okay, maybe Enid does want to be with Basil. That doesn't mean it's what is going to guarantee Enid a safe delivery because Basil isn't a midwife, doesn't have hands, (laughs) and cannot... Decades of dolphin experience delivering calves. Basil can't deliver a breech dolphin. Basil just sort of (laughs) swims around nearby. (laughs) Going... (laughs) 
firing psychic knives into Vicky. Yeah. So like, even <laughs> this is the dolphin that bites people. <laughs> Don't let Basil in. Oh God! Oh, he's bitten the baby. It's a frenzy. <laughs> Blood in the water. Even if you grant that Vicky can telepathically talk to dolphins, that doesn't mean which you should listen. Which is a wild thing to grant. <laughs> which is a big, a, a big one to give. That doesn't mean that you should listen to what the dolphin says about its own complicated birth. Yeah. Okay? Right. There we go. That was an odd sentence to say, but it was important. Mm. Anyway, so, so... all these scientists are idiots because the dolphin baby is born fine, thanks to Vicky. Uh, which is one in the eye for the dolphin scientists. Yeah, for your precious science. Yeah, they've dedicated their lives to the study and preservation of these creatures, and yeah. now they realise that they're stupid idiots who don't no. know anything. They realise there's a power far greater than them, the stupid idiot scientists. Yeah. I hate them. Exactly. Um, so, uh, Vicky, what just happened here? Asks Adam. I gotta go, she shouts and runs. And he runs after her and he says, you communicated with that dolphin, didn't you? You communicated telepathically, didn't you? Vicky, where are you going? Home. You communicated with her, didn't you? I'm going home. No, you did. You know, there was something the first time when you met Enid and again with Basil and the babe, but I didn't think anything about it. But now I see. You communicated telepathically, didn't you? Which is bonkers. Which is... He basically, like, has her by the shoulders. He has not seen in, He has not seen nearly enough evidence. I would say you were lying about never having seen a dolphin. You actually clearly know a lot yeah, about you've dolphins. you've clearly delivered a lot of dolphins and you know their ways. Yeah, <laughs> that's their way. Yeah. But he's sort of shaking her by the shoulders going, you talk to the dolphin telepathically, admit it. It wouldn't be more of a leap for him to run up and go, all right, the game's up, dolphin in a human costume. Yeah, where's the zipper? I know <laughs> that I can unzip a dolphin. Where is it? Is it at the base of your scalp? Yeah, and then the dolphin, the human skin lies pulled around the dolphin's feet and she's like, well, you, you got ways to my scheme. <laughs> Basil! God, that would be a better movie. Yeah, it would. Anyway, so Adam's like, hey, I know you communicated telepathically with dolphins. This could prove that dolphins communicate telepathically, which I guess is an absolutely hat-stand theory I've been working on in my spare time. <laughs> so, but for some reason, Vicky's like, she doesn't want any of this. And she's like, no, 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 leave me alone. Um, she, uh, and basically cycles off. Well, he, fair, say, he says... Um... Uh, it could help my science if uh, to prove that dolphins communicate telepathically. There have been children who, and she's she immediately latches onto the word child. It's like, yeah. is that what you think I am? A child? I'm not a case and I'm not a child, she says childishly and then storms off. We get a brief shot of Zach taking covert pictures of his dad's boat using the drift nets. This is the good stuff. This um, is the good stuff. Another and then point we in cut the column to... for bad book, Torrid okay. Bad Boy, Zachary Gray. Sure. And we get, um, we cut back to Adam apologising to Vicky. She's still mad at uh, being thought of as a child uh, yeah. she doesn't want to be studied like one of rob's bugs and she doesn't she do want to be dissected that's yeah. what's going on and she on also here. doesn't want her power of telepathically communicating with dolphins to be explained there are <laughs> yes. things we're not meant to understand you scientist idiot yeah she, she says, says she doesn't want a gift to exp to be explained which is convenient for the writers of this film <laughs> <laughs> they should have said that at the end of 13th year yeah, I don't, I don't want Mermaid Society to be explained. They should say that in all these decoms. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Why am I turning into a leprechaun? I don't want to know. Yeah. So some things were not meant to know. Some things are hard to explain. Some things are hard to write. <laughs> um, but it turns out that Adam um, is is actually jealous because he studied 
dolphins for years and he can't mm. do what she can or claims to be able to do <laughs> at the end of the summer he really wants to say goodbye to the dolphins and let them know how much he's going to miss them so he's sad that he's not dolphin telepathic i was jealous that's all i mean i have studied them for years i could write my thesis tomorrow if they would let me but i can't do what you can vicky and i would give anything anything to be able to so vicky's like wow i thought he was just a data crunching robot who actually hates dolphins but I'm rocked by the revelation that actually Adam likes dolphins. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but... Adam, who's dedicated his life to the study and preservation of dolphins. But look, the core of this dolphins. film is that Vicky has two boys who both fancy her. And yeah, she like in has, The Hunger Games. Like in The Hunger Games. And she has to, and she sort of has to, has to choose one. I mean, obviously she doesn't have to, but yeah. the, the film and cinematic convention sort of pressures us into thinking that she does. And this, isn't, this, is, a point in, this is a point for Adam. Because it turns out he's not a machine. He's yeah. a man who appreciates dolphins. Well, this is spelled out more uh, obviously in the next scene where she's talking to her sister Susie. And uh, Susie says uh, to weigh the, the science. Make, mm. a, make a pros and cons list and weight the points accordingly. Strictly physically, Zach all the way, baby. Adam's nicer and smarter, but marine biologists smell like fish. So as you can see... <laughs> It's it's a hard choice. So as you can see, it's a dead tie at the moment. <laughs> now look, look, I enjoyed watching A Ring of Endless Light because I'm basic and enjoy the drama. However, however, I'm not going to stand here and say that it's a perfect film <laughs> because if oh, it was really? a per- because because if it was a perfect film, she would actually make this pros and cons list, and then that list would be found by one or both of the boys, yeah. like Mean Girls style. I can't believe like, you're going to stand here and say a film with a 5.8 out of 10 rating on IMDb <laughs> is not a perfect film. This is this is Chekhov's pros and cons list. You can't just say in a in a like a romantic drama you should make some sort of objectifying list about the boys mm. and then not have that list, you know, become public knowledge and her have to sort of atone for yeah, right. doing that. But also, I mean if you have to make a list of, of boys maybe you don't like either of them that much yeah no 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 andy that is 100 percent not an option she, okay fair enough the, the it has to be one of both she, these men have registered their interest at the woman bureau <laughs> and one of them has to be awarded her yeah now you're getting it yeah now you're getting how these things function andy watching a ring of endless light has made me think that it's time for me to bring back some early noughties fashions what oh. do you think um, what, what sort of thing you... are you imagining? Well, um, I was thinking, you know, a bucket hat. Yeah, silk shirts with sort of Chinese dragons on them. Yeah, plastic woven friendship bracelets with little holographic dolphins. Yeah, you're going to wear a long sleeve t-shirt under a short sleeve t-shirt. Oh, I hadn't even remembered that one. But now that you've mentioned it, yeah, of course I am. I loved that particular Naughties fashion. Um, well, Luke, I think that's, I'm a going garbage, to look great. that's a garbage idea and you're an idiot. Oh, Oh, what you no. should do instead is oh, go to no. insertcoinclothing.com and pick up some great video game inspired hoodies, t-shirts, hats, what? shirts, jackets and other items of apparel based on the video games that you love. I'm not very happy that you called me an idiot anyway. I'm going to check these out now. Bit- oh my god. Okay, they are really nice. You're right. I was being an absolute clown. Before. I acknowledge your idiocy. I acknowledge it. Look at this. A new Last of Us range. Yeah. Oh, new Horizon is- Forbidden West stuff. This is terrific. If you want to dress Elden Ring in some... Oh, my God. Here he goes. Oh, man. Right. Sorry. No, you were saying yes. Dress myself well. 
Yeah, I was just saying that our friends at Insert Coin Clothing have given us a code uh, for listeners of Mum Can't Cook. And what's um, that code, Andy? The code is <laughs> relevant <it>. to dolphins. <laughs> the code is cetacean needed. And I'm, I assume you don't need me to spell that or, or clarify in any way. I, I don't, but just for funsies, maybe okay. let's spell it out. That's C-E-T-A-C-E-A-N-N-E-D-E-D. Just make a song of it. C-E-T-A-C-A-N-N-E-D-E-D. Yeah, there Citation we go. needed is all you need. Save money on all your teas. Uh, that's go. very good, Andy. Go to Thanks. insertcoincloathing.com, listener, and use that code for 10% off your online orders. Codes are not applicable on charity items, bundles, gift cards, postage, and some products at launch. Codes cannot be combined with other deals or promotions and are valid until the end of 2023. Citation needed is the code. Just spell citation and then add needed. Wish I hadn't already bought all these bucket hats. Okay, so Vicky and Zachary go and have dinner. A fancy uh, restaurant. At a fancy restaurant. because Zach is Zach- pleased that they sicked yeah. the cops on his dad. Uh, he's yeah. struggling to understand the concept of a loving family. Yeah, Zachary Gray is like, I was so jealous last summer of how your parents are in love. I've just written that this is getting a bit sad now. And then Zachary Gray, who is like a true agent of chaos in this movie. Yeah. Says, hey, guess what? Hey, guess what I've done? Guess I've what invited- I've done? <laughs> guess what I've done? I have a surprise guest. And it like turns a out- dog chasing cars. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that Zachary has invited... <laughs> it turns out that Zachary, the Joker, has invited Adam, who also fancies Vicky, to uh-huh. their romantic dinner date, which is, you know, yeah. a a hell of a move so and but zachary has done this so that he can hand over the damning photo evidence uh you know his telephoto pictures which he's taken of his dad's own boat yeah Um, receiving uh drift nets from another boat a mile offshore to sort of fox the idiot harbour master yeah and that's you know that's why the harbour master couldn't figure out how the hell they were getting away with this incredible yeah. drift net scheme he so would have adam, had to have gone into the ocean and he, yeah he's not doing that <laughs> so adam who hasn't done anything to help is like zach you idiot this isn't enough we need to catch them using the nets you've wasted your time yeah um and zachary is like well okay we can arrange that later let's take my speedboat and go dancing and adam goes and says he won't come and doesn't dance yeah i don't dance this is another tick in the column for the joker yeah it's another it's another big tick in zachary gray torrid bad boy aka the joker's column zachary gray yeah so uh yeah but anyway um we don't see any dancing because it would be expensive i suppose (laughs) instead they go dancing and then the next scene is a hard cut to vicky back in her bedroom at night and now adam shows up outside with a boombox and he says hey Vicky, teach me to dance, and yeah. this is all the stuff of the film that's good. So sure, he's got a CD. He's got a CD boombox. They're dancing in front of a fire on the beach. It's yeah. immediately clear that she doesn't know how to dance either. <laughs> but Adam has bought a selection of slow jams. So they start slow dancing on the beach, and then to really spice up the the CD skips to the next track, which is "To Be a Master" from the Pokemon CD. <laughs> No, no, no! How did my, how did my brother's CD get in here? <laughs> I knew I, I knew I should have labelled the CD ass. 
<laughs> Curse you, little bro. You've, you've ruined it. You've put uh, you've put the opening theme to Escaflowne on the CD uh, on my is, sl- on my cool grown up slow jam CD. This is songs inspired by Attack on Titan. <laughs> um, so they start oh, slow dancing to the R and B jams. Evil by Moonlight. I have never heard this song before in my life. Involuntarily, he starts singing to the scene. <laughs> Unless, have you heard this song? I think my brother said it's from Sailor Moon. Yeah. No, some no, people like say some no some girls no. like Sailor Moon. No. no. I've heard that there's a actually quite intelligent subtext. No, no, me either. I'll kick this I've boombox t- into the sea. <laughs> yeah. Let me just Oh no, I killed a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if a dolphin dies while Vicky is linked to it? Uh she dies as well. <laughs> I mean a serious a serious health event regarding telepathic dolphin communication is coming up in this film. Oh, that's that I'm very, yeah. very excited for. So. That's true. But anyway, um, they're, yeah, slow so they, da- they're slow dancing to the, to the jams. Slow dancing. And like, just to really spice up the romantic moods, um, mm-hmm. Vicky starts talking about how her grandfather was a radio preacher and missionary. <laughs> yeah, well, he used to have a huge church in Boston. They used to broadcast his sermons on the radio and everything. Wow. Yeah, I know. Pretty amazing. He traveled all over the world. And then he found this island. He had a huge church in Boston, she says, as yep. his eyes visibly glaze. <laughs> he starts, he starts of, thinking about the he starts, he starts listing his favourite Naruto characters <laughs> in his head. He's assembling a new Yu-Gi-Oh deck in his He's mind. He's thinking about how cool it was when Vegeta... <laughs> Freezer. <laughs> He's wondering what would happen if the two androids from Dragon Ball Z did the fusion dance. <laughs> <laughs> Who is really stronger? He thinks oh my to God. himself. Yeah, so we do get a bit of backstory on the grandfather. Turns out um he's yeah, had a had a church. Yeah. They broadcast his sermons. Um, all across so the go. land. All across the land. And he travelled all over the world and eventually washed up. Still in America, yeah. In um, in Seven Bays Cove or whatever it's called. Now it's Adam's turn to lead the dance. Just do whatever you want, and I'll follow. She says, and then he he leans in, and he steals a kiss. Mm-hmm. So we're at one smooch each, okay? Yeah. For those keeping one smooch score. a piece. Uh, he yeah. walks her back to her house and shouts something about dolphin research. Um, <laughs> she agrees to help him if she can, and then they share another kiss. So back at the DRC, the dolphins are fresh and in full effect. They've been freed, they swim out, and Adam tells Vicky to call them. Uh, she closes her eyes and taps into her psychic dolphin powers to call the dolphins. <laughs> then, having called the dolphins, while waiting for the dolphins to maybe appear, they have a conversation that I have transcribed the verbatim. the conversation. Because it is the most bat dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> So what Vicky says is, uh-huh. she turns to Adam, and you have to imagine, the panpipes are going. This is all delivered so earnestly. And she says, why do you think they did it? Why do you think they returned to the sea? Well, Adam, 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 first of all, explains that dolphin flippers are like hands or paws. And Vicky is like, <laughs> wow, did they have to choose to give up their hands? Uh, not, <laughs> so she doesn't really have a firm grasp on evolutionary theory, but yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Adam says, 
uh, yeah, if you look at the flippers, they're really paws, fingers laid over with skin. And Adam says, I guess when they returned to the sea, they had to give up their hands. And then Vicky says, wow, without hands, there'd be no writing. And Adam says, <laughs> and Adam says, yeah, no writing, no music, no, no art. I guess when they returned to the sea, they had to give up their hands. Wow. With no hands, there'd be no writing. Yeah, no writing. No music, no art. Do you think when they went back to the sea, they had to choose to give up their hands? Which, which absolutely <laughs> slayed me. Because it implies... <laughs> it, it implies that in prehistoric times, land mammals had music and art. And dolphins had to forsake it to return to yeah. the sea. There were these proto-dolphins in like four-piece beat combos. <laughs> it makes me imagine. It was like the, the festival of the bears and shrews and all of the land mammals <laughs> were sort of in a circle banging tambourines and sketching each other. Like the Mona Lisa, but it's a prehistoric tree. <laughs> <laughs> and the prince of the bears came up <laughs> with a paintbrush in his hand mm. and said, Elder Dolphin, must you really return to the sea and forsake our festival of art? <laughs> Meanwhile, a little mouse is doing like mime in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but there's. I. It's got, the image of these, this line of proto-dolphins all walking up to the sea and there's a little booth. They're like, hand in your hands. Like, I just a line of proto-dolphins with human hands. <laughs> all holding guitars. And, <laughs> and tambourines and, uh, and clay sculpting tools. And they walk, toward, they walk towards the sea and then a polar bear walks in front of them and says, nay. To enter the ocean, you must lay down your hands and they forsake don't. all art and music. And They've got one of those big paper guillotines. Just... <laughs> well, the paper, the paper guillotine that they're using to, like, um, disseminate an otter's newspaper or something. <laughs> <laughs> because all the other mammals have art and music yeah. and writing. And this, this otter has written a novel. <laughs> Without hands, there'd be no writing. Yeah. yeah, no writing, no music, no art. So yeah, so Vicky, then, Vicky says, "Do you think when they went back to the sea, they had to choose to give up their hands? That yeah. there was something so worth it that they were willing to?" Yeah, that's what <laughs> she says. She says maybe there was something so worth it in the ocean that they were willing to give up their hands. And at this point, Adam's clearly had enough of this conversation. He just goes, "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> Do you think? Hey, Adam. You know all about the science of dolphins. Do you think when dolphins chose to go back to the sea and had mm -hmm. to surrender their hands and forsake all music, art and writing, that there was something in the sea so good that they knew that it would be worth not having hands anymore? Luckily, um, some dolphins swim up to interrupt them. Yeah. And uh, Adam's immediate response is uh, to get Vicky to tell them to do something with her mind. Yeah. Um, Adam says... So then these, some CGI dolphins start doing flips at one third gravity. <laughs> It's like, honestly, folks, I said before that some of the CGI was pretty good, but this is like two PNGs of dolphins are slowly being keyframe rotated on screen. It looks like, it looks like a sort of 90s screensaver. It looks like a vapor wave, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like aesthetic with spaces <laughs> between all the letters and all the <laughs> it just these dolphins sort of like slowly rotating. So Adam hitches a ride on one, uh, as does Vicky. They caper and cavort. And then ask them a question, um, says Adam. Like, why do oh, dolphins this is the return ba- to the sea? This is the greatest thing that happens in this film, apart um, from all the romance. Yeah, so Adam asks Vicky to ask the dolphins why they returned to the sea a million years ago. Deliberately um, forsaking all music, art yeah, and writing. And surrendering their hands. And deciding Vicky... not to do poems anymore. <laughs> Vicky sends this psychic question to the dolphins and then immediately dies. <laughs> So the way the sequence of events is, she sort of like closes her eyes to ask the question. There is a, a smash zoom on the dolphin's eye while it goes like that. And then she just ragdolls. She, she dies. She dies. She suddenly dies. She just is like, bush, face plants into the ocean. She sinks to the bottom of the ocean. And is dead. The dolphins start sort of prodding her. So she's immediately rendered unconscious for asking the forbidden question. Yeah, apparently uh, she... Ends up back on the shore. Apparently, according to Adam, she calmly walked back to the shore in a trance. Apparently, the dolphins tried to answer her question, but she couldn't understand it, and it destroyed her brain. (laughs) This is this is this is what's so choice about a ring of endless light. It's it's this sort of like, um, you know, like quite basic young adult romance where there are two boys who both fancy her, Mm. but it just will occasionally hint at this sort of like eldritch law surrounding like what dolphins are and where they came it's like it's like this is part one of a 10 part film and at the end in episode 10 they're going to go to the dolphin planet you know (laughs) like back in time to planet dolphin well she she tries to explain to adam she says the dolphins are absolutely connected with everything their minds are open they have no secrets you have to be who you are if you're a dolphin Um, but it, yeah, it's it's like a like a Lovecraftian yes, like an opening of the doors of perception in your mind. You you perceive everything all at once, and the human mind abs- just cannot yeah. comprehend it. It like opens the floodgates of perception to the, the world. Sky flung pillars of it's the total perspective law. vortex. Yes, it just destroys the human mind. Vicky Vicky's lucky to survive, but yeah, her her brain just sort of nopes out of it. She yeah. doesn't remember walking to the shore. But that's oh, why so it was good. worth it to them to return to the ocean because you can't have any secrets. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Why would dolphins give up their hands and poems and and the bear tambourine circle <laughs> to return to the sea just so that they could have no secrets? Were they yeah. disgusted with the secretive lives of the bears and the otters? Yeah. They just really wanted to know what those otters are up to. <laughs> What's he doing when he goes behind the dam? What are you I doing? I know. What are you doing down there, otters? We'll never tell. All right, <laughs> I'll go in the sea and forsake my hands and gain the knowledge of the old ones. <laughs> then we'll see what you're doing. Oh, he was eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they... it probably wasn't worth it. <laughs> I do miss my hands. <laughs> I miss music. <laughs> I miss. I miss the songs of the fox. Ah, but what was Mr. Squirrel up to? (laughs) Eating acorns, I see. (laughs) Probably could have guessed that. The prehistoric music festival of the mammals. The the dolphins chose to leave. (laughs) It's so good. I can picture it so clearly in my mind, Andy. It's like a big Ren fair of all the mammals. (laughs) It's like Disney's Robin Hood, you know, like with the hippos. And lions all doing music and dancing. Mouse has got a little banjo made out of a leaf. (laughs) Yeah, like in a big art cooperative. 
that the dolphins had to had to had to lay down their hands because they were too nosy. Um, So Zach's here now. It's time to catch the bad guy. He says they're going to boat up, film the nets being dropped, and then his dad will finally be ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray! Hooray. Which, which, because Zachary Gray is awesome, he's not thought of as a problem for him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so they're like, yeah, let's go bust my dad. So, en route. Uh, in the speedboat, Zachary Gray is roasting Adam to Vicky's face, saying he's yeah. like a boring old man. Then Zachary Gray says, hey, you want to have some fun? And he starts driving his speedboat really fast at, at another boat playing chicken like the Joker yeah. would. Because um, <laughs> Zachary has to be close to death to feel anything. Yeah. Uh, and Vicky doesn't like it. And she's like, take me back. So the mission is off. Sorry about it, Dolphins. I guess you're yeah. going to keep getting drift netted because... Vicky wanted to go home. So Vicky's not impressed. Minus one point in Zachary's column. Yeah. But Zachary like Zach says, is, Zach's like, oh, I, I really like you. Start trying to like yourself, says Damn. Vicky. Damn, Roasted. That is right to his face. Yeah. She's probably going to end up with Adam now. Yeah, probably. This film is good. So uh, then Vicky is writing at night. And here's a thud downstairs. There yeah. is 25 minutes left of the film. <laughs> and Grandfather has finally collapsed. Um, Grandfather's been, had a fall. Yeah, uh, she rushes fall. down to see him. Oh, I'm simply a falling man. No need to even worry. Don't, uh, don't worry. My about wife, Kara, he says to to Vicky. But yeah, he's he's yeah. he's not sure where he is. He doesn't really know who who is who. Um, he says he doesn't want a doctor, just his medicine. Vicky Sills sees a pill bottle on the floor and reads the bottle and says aloud, "For pain, take as needed." And it's like, what the hell? Even though I think that's pretty normal medicine for yeah if i read that on a sort of old person's medication bottle i'd be like yep could be any number of reasons. arthritis uh yeah. you know in amongst the many many things that but she's like what the for. f you old bastard so under interrogation grandfather admits that he has leukemia yeah um it is a sad scene i've written down that i think it is competently written and directed which yeah. well she yeah. says how's your health and he says he says superb i'm old and i love it also i have leukemia <laughs> Which, which is yeah but she's like you can't die grandfather you're the only person who understands me you'll meet many more he says through your poetry uh, he says perhaps overestimating the quality of her poetry <laughs> yeah but yeah but he's got his phone out he's like going live on periscope <laughs> what's this uh, hey it's it's ring of endless dwight here <laughs> it's your boy ring of endless name, dwight it, it might be dwight <laughs> He's only referred to as grandfather. I've just told my granddaughter Vicky that she's going to meet lots of interesting people through her poems. Let's see how she reacts. Hang around and we're going to read one of her poems. Stay and watch. It's another one of Ring of Endless Dwight's epic pranks. Yeah. He's like, you wrote something once, uh, Vicky, that was very comforting. Read that poem of yours to me. Uh, She reads it. It's a poem about death that she wrote. Vicky needs to chill out, maybe. (laughs) I've written I've got written here that like he's like read me one of the beautiful poems you wrote when you were younger and Vicky's like okay and then reads it and I just thought it would be so choice if all of her poems were sixpence none the richer lyrics (laughs) but but they just went over grandfather's head yeah he's like like, wow that's so beautiful wow that's so beautiful Mm. yeah she had dumps like a truck (laughs) guys like what 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 read me that old poem (laughs) that old poem of yours (laughs) Bring comfort to this old man. <laughs> These old bones. <laughs> Let me see that thong. <laughs> Says it all, really, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so they they hug and cry. Uh, I'm yep. thinking about how no one's done any extreme sports in this film. <laughs> and then it's the next day. Grandfather is happy and making an egg breakfast. Meanwhile, yep. out at sea, the drift nets are being sent out by the Marie Rose. Oh, no. The- 
The dolphins are happily frolicking, but into the nets. So the dolphins are in trouble. On the beach, Vicky and Adam are enjoying some downtime. Adam says that he tried writing Vicky a poem, but he threw it out. And um, yeah. everything and, and that I, he writes comes out like a research paper. Yeah. And I'm just loving this stuff because, yeah, you know, they're of like, course. They're, they're, yeah, this is the this is romantic drama is what's happening here. It's good. Stuff. But suddenly uh, Vicky, Vicky looks out to sea and she's receiving the dolphins sympathetic vibrations. She feels their pain. Uh, like psychic knives in in her brain. Bam. And then and then Vicky says a totally normal sentence. Look, we have to call the harbor man. And say what? That we know where a dolphin is trapped in a drift net because its mate told us so telepathically. <laughs> so Adam says, "Let's call the harbor master." Now he's all pro harbor master, whatever. Yeah. Vicky says, "They won't believe." us which is true because her only evidence is that a dolphin telepathically told her from about like 10 miles away um so but she knows someone else with a boat so she calls zach who is with his dad and has a matrix phone yes um so he so zachary is on his dad's sort of pleasure yacht um (laughs) (laughs) Sound like one of those cocaine boats from Beverly Hills Cop, which I guess it is. That is what it's like. Um, Zachary was supposed to be entertaining his dad's friends that day. I don't know how. I guess he was going to caper and cavort to maybe hold a tray of drinks or something. Um, Maybe conduct the forest band (laughs) in their jamboree. It's it's not clear. But anyway, uh, he's like, well, that sounds really boring. I don't want to do that. Instead, because I'm the Joker, I want to get in my speedboat and go help some dolphins and also ruin my family. So he says, where's the stuck fish? And Adam does not like that Zachary calls the dolphin a fish. Because Adam is a real stick in the mud about dolphin taxonomy, I suppose. Anyway, they meet at... um, uh, yeah, so Zach is like, not today, Dad. I've got something important to do. Yeah, and leaves, and they start following in the speedboat. They're following Basil the dolphin, talking yeah. telepathically to Basil all the time, getting coordinates and instructions to yeah. to head out to where Enid and I suppose her baby are stuck in the drift yeah. net. Uh, Vicky has a good idea. She says, "Why don't we call the harbour master?" <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 She, and, and then like, Adam's like, wow, um, good idea. I've been pitching that all movie, Vicky. But she says, no, but they won't believe us. But if my grandfather, the pillar of the community, goes along and says it, then he will. Yes, so which that's is true. Because happening. then the grandfather goes to the harbour master and says, hey, my daughter says that psychic knives are in her. And that yeah, she can <laughs> the grandfather goes to the harbour master and is like, I need your help filming my an epic TikTok prank. <laughs> It's going to go so viral, bro. Yeah, I've just got a text from my granddaughter who says a psychic knife is in her from a dolphin and she's off to free a dolphin from a net. You know this is going to be one epic prank. Keep it locked to Ring of Endless Dwight. It's going to be so so sick. So now the harbour master and grandfather are in a second speedboat, also hurtling towards the Marie Rose. (laughs) The harbour master is like... Um, you are extremely sick and also 81. Are you sure you are okay to come on this mission? And the granddad is like, of course I am. And then wincing with every step, he descends <laughs> like three steps on a staircase. <laughs> and the harbour master has a face that sort of says, I was led to believe that seconds count and lives are on the line. But <laughs> it's whatever. But, but no, if um, you want to come, I suppose that's fine. So yeah, the uh, Marie Rose is about to start pulling in the drift nets. The winches start. Enid is, is stricken. Her baby is sad. 
Um, the baby is a little dolphin puppet, by the way, like a little yeah. sort of dolphin hand puppet that's going like squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> squeak. I'm sad. It's brilliant. Um, Vicky is trying to free um, Enid. Adam gets a sort of pair of uh, sea scissors to try and cut her loose, and he's like, "Talk to Enid. Tell her to hold on." Um, the people in the boat they notice, but they keep pulling in the nets. Um, Adam's struggling. He manages to get his own foot caught somehow. Nice going, Adam. Uh, he does free Enid, but all too late, he realizes he's caught and is being dragged underwater he, he's thrashing around getting himself more tangled in the net as he goes oh dear. Oh um, dear. he's being pulled in zach speeds the boat towards them we get a another shot of drowned a drowned child this time yeah. it's adam adam loses consciousness he drops the pliers he's going in a tuna can for sure you think yeah. or is he because then hero dolphins show, show up and start sort of jabbing him <laughs> Yeah, they poke him with their bottle. They noses. poke him hard. Uh, he sees he a also, vision of mermaid Vicky. He sees a mermaid. It, yes, he sees a mermaid, but then it sort of resolves into oh no, it's Vicky, and so they they rescue Adam, and Adam is safe. And then the harbour yeah. master gets there, and the harbour master looks through binoculars and is like, "Hey, look, there it is, Driftnex like, in use." Yeah, got you now, suckers. He Busted. doesn't say, but he should say it because yeah. he has got them so now. The Marie Rose is caught red-handed using hated Driftnets. Yeah. Uh, the gang is high-fiving. Um, I think it's nice in this film that uh, Adam and Zach, who are sort of romantic rivals for Vicky's attention, um, all work together. Yeah. Um, you know, they he doesn't try to undermine Adam at any point, which yeah, you nice. think he would, given his character. They team up and they work. They work as a as, as a gang to ruin Zach's family business, <laughs> which they <laughs> yeah. successfully have. Which they successfully have. Um, back at the dock, Vicky says uh, to Adam, "The dolphins. They spoke to you." Um, and Adam says, yes, I felt it just once, just for a second. But they told me to hold on. I have more to do. And then they hold hands. And then Zachary looks over and sees them holding hands and is probably thinking, shit, I wish I didn't tank the family business to <laughs> yeah, win over I wish me. I'd left him tangled in that net. <laughs> so yeah. the dolphins in this film, they can just they can just choose who they communicate with then. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Hang on. Because it's not like she has this... Um, so wait, she doesn't have a gift at all. She just is like... She's the know. one they've chosen to talk to. She, yeah. Because they did also talk to Adam when they wanted to. Yeah, when they wanted to tell him, hold on, you have more yeah. to do. You, yeah. you have more tummy rubs to give us. <laughs> more, more fish to feed us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah. want more fish. Uh, so yeah, I think, I don't know, I think that's what's going on. But yeah, uh, they're back at home, the siblings now, are excited to see them back. The look, grandfather is at death's door, he I enters his room in what seems like a very significant way. Yeah, ideally, ideally the film would have ended after the escapade, the action scene where they get back to shore and have saved the day. However, the film has not ended. Yeah. This is the, this is the last ten minutes, folks. Yeah. And boy is go. it sad, and boy is off. it weird. Yeah. Um, so Vicky's writing. She finishes. Uh, she looks at a picture of her parents. She goes to her grandfather's room to ask if he wants a cup of tea. He's having some kind of medical episode. Yeah. Come here, uh, Vicky. It's my time. Watch me die, please. He yeah. sort of says to her, no doctors. <laughs> I've just written down also that like in the what she was writing in the diary, you can see on text, she's written. Everything seems to have worked out almost by some grand design. And oh. yeah, this this movie is I about see. to this movie is pretty religious. Yeah. Um, in the last 10 minutes. You have a light, Vicky. A wonderful gift. You have a special voice. Don't ever hide it. The world needs all the beauty it can get, darling. Share it with everyone. Share it. Promise me. Publish your poems, Vicky. You have to publish your poems. 
Now, what I would say here is that poetry is a wildly uncommercial format, and she is going to have a hard time getting published. And that's yes, you can't just is. say publish your. It's a little harder than that, Granddad. Especially not once RCA Records, who I assume represent Sixpence None the Richer, get, 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 get involved. <laughs> um, and then his final words to uh, to Vicky are: "Don't ever, ever be." And then he dies. Don't ever be what? <laughs> a dolphin daughter. A dolphin, don't ever. Don't ever forsake your hands to go live in the ocean. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he's right on the he's right on the the line, isn't he, between life and death. So he's probably yeah. got a vision of what dolphins really are and is terrified. And he said, yeah, he's he's, he's trying seen... to he's trying to tell the mortals in his life who he cares about. Yeah. Don't ever be Taken to the planet of the, the dolphin. To the dolphin realm. Yeah. I can see the colour out of space. <laughs> it sent me mad, Vicky. Um, I think this is the first on-screen canon death in a... Hang <laughs> on, sorry, when I said canon death, it makes it sound like the granddad is killed by a cat. <laughs> killed by a broadside. <laughs> a rippling broadside. He says, don't ever be in a rippling broadside. <laughs> from, <laughs> from a French privateer. <laughs> Blows have become apart. battlefields. <laughs> Swearing revenge, Vicky joins the British Navy. <laughs> no, what I mean is, I think this is the first on-screen death in a decom that is like actually real and you know real within the fiction of the film and not something that we've inferred. You say that, but then you said that Quince was the only uh, decom to show an atom bomb going off, but there was one in Smart House as well. Yes, thanks so. everyone who wrote in to tell me there actually have so. been a couple of atom bombs. So probably there's another death and we've just forgotten about it. Yeah, we've just forgotten. Anyway, so we pat the, the grandfather dies and then the camera pans up to the stars. Well, I mean, so he was super near death and wasn't going to tell anyone. He only, uh, Vicky only found out because she was like persistent about it. So it's a good thing he didn't like die earlier in the week or while he was yeah. on the toilet or something. <laughs> I think because... it's, a, it's not a good thing to do to know that you are terminally unwell and then to well, you're take the sole guardian sole, of yeah. these children for the entire summer. Yeah, some of Rob, the the youngest, the little brother. He's pretty young. Yeah. You know, he's what, like, I don't know, he's like, um, I don't know, nine or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, my we- favourite my favorite scene is about... Is about- <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's so good. It's so... I watched this on a train and had to force the film because I was laughing so hard. Okay. So it's now... Wait, 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 wait. First, 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 boring housekeeping. Uh, Vicky, so Vicky finds Susie sat at the window. Yeah, Susie, yeah, yeah. Susie is These children are now sad. unsupervised because of the dead granddad. Yeah, the children are also the children are feeling very, very sad. Um, on the and, desk, Vicky finds a book yeah. called "The Collected Poems of Vicky, Volume 2. It's empty, and this one is um, blank. Granddad's going really hard on this poetry thing. Yeah, the parents so, are arriving soon by ferry. So Vicky, uh, Vicky heads out to the porch. Obviously, we've just seen Susie sat at the window, being looking in despair. Rob <laughs> yeah. is sat there. He's slowly swinging on the porch swing. He looks. He's looking at the floor. He's looking at his feet. He looks devastated. It seems yeah. like. Everyone in the family is reeling from the loss. Vicky goes yeah. and sits Vicky, with him. Just, just, Vicky, just sits with him for a moment. Vicky walks up to little Rob, his eyes brimming with tears. He looks up to his big sister and with a tremble in his voice, asks her the obvious question. Vicky, 
there could be a planet somewhere where nobody has any eyes. Vicky, <laughs> do you think there's a planet somewhere where no one has any eyes? <laughs> Just again, again for the tape. Vicky, Vicky, you, think there's you, have, to, you have to picture the camera angle as well. He's so little, so he's looking up with his great big cartoon eyes. Vicky, do you think there could be a planet where no one has any eyes? Okay, good chat, Rob, you little weirdo. <laughs> but they could get along without them, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, okay, so, so, this conversation about the planet where no one has any eyes ends up going on for quite a long time. So long. Um, um, eventually, it's going to resolve into what I think is a religious metaphor. Uh-huh. But but not for a while. Because so Vicky says, Vicky says the... well, on this planet, they would compensate with hearing and smell and touch. Accidentally entering into Rob's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> what she should say is, Rob, I don't want to talk about this anymore. My grandfather just died. <laughs> but instead she says, well, I suppose, Rob, on such a planet, other pe- people's senses would simply adapt. Like Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't matter. They'd be like the Pan's Labyrinth monster with yeah. eyes in its hands, you know, like a, with an adv- heightened sense of smell and other senses. But then, then Rob says, well, when people on the planet with no eyes die, <laughs> they're, sent, they're sent to planets with eyes. So maybe when we die, we get something new too. Something okay. as important as being able to see. Mm. So um, mercifully, the parents then arrive and we don't have to hear any more about the eyeless planet. <laughs> but Rob, he really Rob's going hard on his All Rob does is kill insects, nearly drown, and then talk for a long time about a planet where no one has eyes. <laughs> I think he did drown and came back wrong. <laughs> Vicky, do you think there could be a planet where no one has any eyes? <laughs> Vicky, do you think that could be this planet? <laughs> He's looking at a knife in his hands. Well, I mean, there's a lot of eyes in the world. Rob, yes, it certainly would be a challenge. <laughs> We'd have to get started right away. <laughs> So An I army think... of beetles run out and eat the eyes out of Vicky's head. <laughs> so I think, I think, what this wild conversation hopes to wash up at is the idea of it being a sort of afterlife metaphor. Right? Uh, right. So yeah, there's so something it's like, even better than yeah. life. There's something, there's something waiting for us after this life. And we can't perceive how great it will be because we are like the people on the planet with no eyes who don't even know that they're missing eyes. Yeah. But it, dolphins can perceive it. It's like when yeah. dolphins went into the ocean. Yeah, exactly. They well, yeah. they went into they went into the ocean to reveal the forbidden The Ring of Endless Light. The the forbidden truths. And the bears were yeah. like We were not meant to know this, dolphins. Yeah. We will stop you. We do not wish to fight you, but we will stop you here on the shore if we must. And the dolphins are like, we still have our hands for now, raising their spears. Yeah. We swore we would use our hands only for art and for music, says the bear, strumming a mandolin. And when all the bears were dead, the surviving dolphins crawled into the sea, lost yeah. their hands, 
and learned about the planet with no eyes. The surviving dolphins placed their hands into the alcoves like bowling shoes at the bowling alley <laughs> and re- returned to the ocean. <laughs> the thing is, the reason that I enjoyed this film is mm. honestly because I'm basic and it has a sort of like very, very simple like romantic drama in it. Yeah, yeah And I'm yeah. a sucker for any romantic drama. Fine, but, that is fine. But, but that's not... That's not interesting to talk about because it's extremely boring and predictable and you've seen it a million billion times what is interesting about this film is the brief moments where it hints at the expanded dolphin planet (laughs) the expanded lovecraftian horrors when vicky uses her telepathic gift to ask a dolphin why did you leave the land and is immediately killed for asking the question for (laughs) seeking for seeking the forbidden knowledge her brain explodes (laughs) she truly has asked the question capital t capital q yeah Anyway, this is basically the, the end of the film. Vicky leaves. Uh, they all, the family leaves because the, f- the parents have showed up. Um, she's she's let Adam see her poems. Yeah, Adam she's, has read her poems. They're yep. great. He says, hoping he won't be pressed on their content. Yeah. Um, she's decided Especially to show like them this to the... one that's a cover of <laughs> Crowded House. Yeah. She's decided <laughs> to show them to the lit magazine at school. Uh, she's yep. uh, remember that subplot about the new school. Well, don't worry, she's not going to it. Yep. So it's fine. Um, Adam says. Your grandfather always said that art and science are really one, which doesn't sound like something he'd say based on all of the conversations we saw him have, but yeah, fine. Seems unlikely. Then she kisses Adam on the cheek, uh, and they all leave on the ferry. Zachary is not seen again, no. so I think we have to assume that by now his family is penniless. He's become the Joker. <laughs> And we end with slow-mo shots of dolphins doing jumps alongside the ferry. Yeah, triumphant um, music swells. Over Grandad doing the poem from before. The Ring of Endless Light one. Slow-mo. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, uh, the Pan Pipes play. Uh, you may also like the 13th year, says Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I just have three things written at the end of my Google Doc. They are, I have learned I am so basic... It's so undecom for the granddad to just die right at the eleventh hour. Mm-hmm. And Andy, you should really watch Free Willy. I'm I'm gonna circle <laughs> back around to this. Hey, because hey. if you liked A Ring of Endless Light, I didn't. I think you'd love Free Willy. I didn't like it, and I had to watch a live <laughs> dolphin birth. <laughs> you got to watch a live dolphin birth. You lucky duck. What, what anyway, treat. Free Willy is a lot better. So if you liked A Ring of Endless Light, you're really gonna go like. Nuts as, free willy. as I've explained, right. I didn't like A Ring of Endless Light. Would you like it, Andy, if we stopped talking about A Ring of Endless Light and I read some emails? Yeah, I could go for that. <laughs> okay, well, here's one from, Victoria's, from Victoria. Uh, the good news is it's, it relates to Brink. Remember, remember Brink? Oh, man. Old Man Beeman's uh, magnum opus. Yeah, and I saved this email just for, just for this pot ep- episode, Andy, because it's also about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh, hell yes. V- uh, Victoria points out uh, having been playing um, the Tony Hawk's games, um, Victoria says, I was surprised to watch the alternate ending to Tony Hawk's Underground and hear mm. epic dickbag Eric say, Two little skaters and their ghetto shop. Heard your video went over pretty good. I guess kids dig that goofy soul skating crap. So there you go. Definite Brink reference. In Definite Tony Brink Hawks. reference, right? Underground. Soul yeah. skating is not a thing generally, I don't think. Nope. It must, it clearly, clearly is. That uh, means that Tony Hawk loves decoms and yes. specifically Brink. Specifically, Proof. specifically Brink. Uh, and Jess, um, thank you for your email. Jess has essentially uh, has sent us a BuzzFeed quiz. Um, oh, okay. The quiz is: Let's find out which OG Disney Channel original movie you're most like. So Andy and I are both taking this quiz at the same time. Thank you very much for sending us this, Jess. Uh, question one: 
How would you prefer to spend your day off at the beach or outside shooting hoops or in your room working on a science project or in bed or hanging out around the house? Beach. Mm. The beach. Yeah, I'm going to go for the beach. Yeah. Clearly. The next question is about how many siblings do you have? I'm an only child. I have one sibling. I have multiple siblings. I was adopted. Now, how many... Brink only had one sibling, didn't he? Are you Are you answering this as Brink? No, I'm answering it as me, but I'm trying to skew it towards me. <laughs> <laughs> Brink only had one sibling. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm Let's go- say what Brink would say and try and, get, try and be Brink. I do have two sisters, but for the sake of this quiz. For the sake um, of this quiz, yeah. How would you describe your best friend? Imaginative, logical, a nerd, a lot like yourself, or I don't have any friends. Well, obviously, it's that one. Let me just. <laughs> How would I describe Andy? I'd describe him as uh, a nerd. Hey, <laughs> what is your zodiac sign? I've I've said a lot like yourself. Yeah, a nerd. Hey, <laughs> I think come here to be roasted. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? Um, these are just the zodiac signs. It would be boring okay. to read them out, so I'm just going to tip mine. Well, how uh, do I know what zodiac sign Brink is? Right. Well, I don't know. Maybe he says his birthday in the film. Right. All right. Done, Done with quiz. quiz. My result is... Okay, my result is, come on. It's calculating it. Oh, what? We both got the 13th year. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted bring. Oh, sorry, Andy. You've too much dolphin chat, clearly. You are an independent, competitive person who is loved by more people than you realise. Your thoughts are deeper than the ocean, and you may have a mysterious past that even you aren't aware of. Your talents are obvious, and there is a lot more going on beneath the surface than others may realise. Your differences Mm. are your strengths, and your huge heart ensures that even the most vulnerable of people and creatures feel safe in your presence. You are a genuinely good person. Wow, BuzzFeed. What a claim. How did we get the 13th year when we didn't answer adopted? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess we must have just skewed so hard towards, towards the 13th Fish Boy. Year. I was deliberately trying to <laughs> move away from the 13th year. And yet so powerful is my mermaidism. Exactly. Um, well, there we go. Thank you very much for your emails, folks. We've had so many, so many good ones recently. We've really, really enjoyed reading them. Yeah, please do um, keep sending them in. Yeah, you can email us at momcantcookpod at gmail.com. And if you want to buy some merch, and I think you probably do, then you should go to momcantcookstore.com where we have some really cool designs that I think you will enjoy checking out if you haven't already. Andy, we need to decide yes. what decom we're doing next. I would like to do Jumping Ship, the the Lawrence Brothers magnum opus. Well, I would, I'm also excited to do Jumping Ship, Andy, but you made me wait a very long time for the decom I passionately wanted to do for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've done it now. So we've done it now. Now it's time to pay the piper. Well, well, I'll tell you what. What would your second choice be if we weren't doing Jumping Ship just yet? Uh, My second choice would be You Wish. Oh, is that the one with the coin? Yes. And uh, (laughs) he wishes his little brother was never around. And then his little brother becomes a sort of global sensation. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Can we have the official description? Uh, Yes. Alex Lansing often imagines how different life would be if his little brother Stevie weren't around. After receiving a magical coin that grants one wish, he's about to find out. <laughs> he uses his one wish to delete his brother <laughs> from existence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a really, really weird one, as I remember. So it'll be a nice tonic to the earnestness, the earnestness, the earnest weirdness of Ring of Endless Light. Ring Thank- of Endless Dwight. <laughs> you for listening folks please email us with your theories as as to why dolphins (laughs) surrendered their hands 
to go into the ocean. But don't think too hard about it or your brain will melt. Thank you for indulging this plastic friendship bracelet of a podcast. Please do uh, rate and review us on uh, your podcast app of choice. Please rate us five stars, even though what we just did. Yeah, thank you. And write a nice review, even though we did. Even though what we did. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you next time.